Welcome to On The Journey Conversations. I'm your host, Sandy Wisdom Martin. Today's episode is brought to you by the Christian Women's Leadership Center of Women's Missionary Union, where God's mission is our passion. Today's guest is Amy Boone. Amy and her husband served for 14 years as International Mission Board missionaries in Mozambique and South Africa. She's been a minister of music, a youth minister, an educator. Currently, Amy directs the work for Women's Missionary Union of North Carolina. Amy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm really glad to, that you asked me to, to share today. I'm very honored. I'm thrilled that you are here with us. Amy, on the field, Tell me how you saw God at work. He was so faithful to us, and I am so grateful for His protection and providence that followed us. We did have a problem in our first country with malaria. It just so happens that mosquitoes love my husband and my children. I never got sick, so it was very good that I could care for my whole family. Um, My son was the first to get sick, and he needed a shot because he was not able to keep the medicine down. There was no doctor, nobody that could give a shot. And so I was crying. I just didn't know if he was going to maybe die. Um, We didn't know what was going to happen. We had a nurse friend that could give a shot. And so I sent my night guard to her house to talk to her night guard to see if she was home and she could come over. Well, she was not home. She was at the airport picking up somebody. Now, the airport is seven hours away. Oh, my goodness. So she's far. Comes back and says, no nurse. She's out of town. About an hour later, I send him back. I said, maybe she's back now. And she was back. And she came over to our house. And behind her was this very tall man that I'd never seen before. And that's who she picked up from the airport. And I said, Rimka, who is this gentleman with you? And she said, that's my father. He's a pediatrician from Holland. Oh, my goodness. And that night I was praying and I said, God, you you said your grace would be sufficient for me, but I just, I just didn't feel you today. I couldn't see you. And he said, Amy, when you needed a doctor, I sent you a pediatrician from Holland right at the exact time that you needed it. So that was really a miracle of God that I saw. Amy, that, that is amazing to be able to see God at work personally in your lives. And I can't imagine what testimony that was to your children. Yes, and even today, they're young adults and they need reassurances of what happened when they were young because they don't remember a lot of things. And it is a great testimony. Yeah, I can imagine that carrying you for a lifetime. Right. But that wasn't the only miracle that you experienced. No. We did have some tragedies. I don't mean to be negative. We were going on a little vacation and we had packed our bags and we had stopped at the first site at the beach and we were so excited to be away. And all these little guys, when you pull up at the parking lot, they'll come and say, we'll guard your car, we'll guard your car just for you know a few cents. And so we let them guard the car and we went and saw the beach and came back. When we came back, I wanted to get my camera out of the back of the pickup truck that the IMB Lottie Moon provides for us. And when I opened my suitcase, it was already opened and everything was taken out of it. Oh, no. The canopy on our truck bed had a very little opening 
There was burglar bars all over the glass, except there was one little opening where you could slide the glass back and forth. And one of the little car guards stuck his hand through that little crack. They got a little bitty boy to do that. They unzipped the suitcase, and one by one, they took all my clothes, my medicine, my glasses, everything out of the suitcase. And so we couldn't get home that day, so we went to another missionary's house that we knew lived nearby. I was again crying. They had taken my medicine from America for my migraines, and I knew that they couldn't send that over. It would have gotten stolen in customs, so I knew I was out of medicine. I also have very bad eyesight, and I wore contacts, but at night I would wear the glasses, mm -hmm. so now I didn't have any glasses from America. There was no optometrist or ophthalmologist in, in our country. I was really just beside myself of how God was going to work this one out. I just couldn't see how it was going to come together. The missionaries tried to settle us down, fix us a good meal, and then they got glasses from the states that they gave to the Africans. You would just get the African to come to your house, and one by one, you would try on glasses to see if they were your prescription. I was kind of insulted because they're all old, and sometimes they're broken from the trip over from America. The third pair of glasses that I put on was a cute little modern design, and it was my exact prescription. <laughs> I have astigmatisms, I have very complicated prescription, and the glasses were exactly what I needed. Then I thought, okay, God, what are you going to do about my migraines? Because that was about a year's worth of medicine that I took with me. Do you know for the next solid year, I did not have a migraine. While I had no medicine, I had no migraines until I could go back to America a year later and get more. So his faithfulness was just absolutely incredible. I mean, those are amazing stories of God at work on your behalf. I don't think you should have gotten medicine when you come back to the United States. <laughs> and seen what would have happened. Yeah. <laughs> That's wow. a great idea. I wrote a book, and there's 10 miracles like that that I saw. I want to continue to just see God at work because He is all around us. A lot of times we are consumed by our own situations, mm. and we cannot see God at work, but He's always at work on our behalf right. for our good and for His glory. Right. But we are so consumed by the negative that's happened to us, mm -hmm. by our situation, by our circumstances, and we don't see the miracles for what they are. Right. I love there's a, a verse in the scripture that says we have a history with God. And so now when I'm at home and I'm again consumed with my own situation, I just remember that I really have a history and we all have a history with God. We should think of that first than to just awfulize and make it worse than it seems. Yeah. So it's really good to have some stories that God has done for all of us and go back to those in times of great trouble. I think about one of your leaders from North Carolina, Fanny E.S. Heck, and yes. when she was dying, she spent, I think, almost a year in the hospital, but she refused to allow her situation, and she died young, but she refused to allow her situation to get the better of her. Right. 
she actually wrote a newsletter for the patients and she would go room to room and get some stories from them and she published a little newsletter at the hospital for that year that she was there. So wherever she went, she tried to see God at work. And to be an encouragement to others. Yes. Why don't we live like that? That is a great question, Sandy. <laughs> Again, just what you said, we let the negatives just consume us. We think these problems are too big for God yeah. and nothing is too big for God. Sometimes I can get through a crisis. I can manage to work up enough courage to get through a crisis, but then some little goofy thing will send me over the edge. Yes. And yes. I, I don't understand why I can't control right. um, my feelings, my perspective, and let my perspective be His perspective right. and be guided by that. It is a daily struggle yeah. to really walk in the Spirit. It, it yeah. really is. There was one thing that God chose not to answer for us, and that was that my husband and my children had malaria many times. My husband had it 18 times in, oh my in the six years. We were 18 in times weeks. in six years? Yes. That's like constant. Yes, it was. So it's good I didn't have it because I was a real caregiver for them. Yes. And so it was so bad on case number 17 that the IMB said, you need to just go home and take an early stateside assignment. So we went back to the U.S., tried to get the malaria out of our systems. We were just so assured as we spoke to churches that they would pray for God to heal my husband and my children of malaria. In those six months, I think we went to a hundred churches and just told them the story that if God doesn't keep malaria away, we're going to have to leave the country. And we just couldn't bear that. We loved where we lived. Yeah. We knew the language. And so we went back to Mozambique after six months for a solid year. Mike had no malaria. We're thinking, God, you, you've this is, it. this is it. All those churches that we talk to in America, they're praying and God is answering. Yeah. Then one day, my husband came home from a trip out in the bush and he had the symptoms and it was case number 18. We called the International Mission Board because we were told to alert them of every case. And they said, you don't have a choice. You must leave immediately. And we were so called to Mozambique. We had seen 150 churches planted, not by us, but by my husband training the national leaders. And to have to leave and go to a non-malarial country, learn another language, was just almost too much to bear. We kissed and hugged our pastors and our my WMU group. I had a WMU group that met every single Saturday, a women on mission. I wanted it to be once a month. I thought that's what you did. And they said, we want to meet every Saturday morning. Okay. So I've, I hugged all them goodbye. And to them, it was almost like the end of the world because we were the only missionary for many, many miles. And we provided Bibles, baby formula, Sunday school literature, WMU literature, so many things that they just really thought it was almost the end of the world for them. 
And we moved to South Africa, which is a very developed country. Mm -hmm. People said, oh, you love that you've got McDonald's and Pizza Hut and Chick-fil-A and ice skating rinks. And I said, those things really are not the reason that we're here. We are here because we had to come to a non-malarial area. And the hunger for God was just not there in South Africa like it was in Mozambique. So we did not understand, and to this day don't understand, why God chose not to answer the prayers about malaria and why he moved us. In eternity, we will understand it. And I'm sure he was protecting us or I know all things work together for good, but we sure have a very soft spot for that first country, that first language, and that first calling. And we have really had some trauma over why it didn't work out for us to stay there. Well, I can understand when you're seeing such great success. Mm. So what do you say to somebody who is listening who's waiting for a miracle? You know, that is, is, is really hard to understand because God says many times in the Bible, call to me and I will answer you. You have not because you ask not. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we feel like there's going to be a definite healing. And then God heals by taking the person to heaven. And we have financial needs. We have other needs. And God just doesn't drop it from the sky sometime. We just have to know that his timetable is not our timetable and that he will answer in his time and it might not be the way that we wanted. We obviously did not need to stay there. And so we just have to trust him. He says often to wait on the Lord. And I think when we're talking about waiting, we might be talking about a week, but he might be thinking wait for years and I will answer you. So my heart goes out to all people that prayed for a baby and it didn't come, prayed for healing and it came in other ways, prayed for financial benefits and it, it hasn't come yet. Take hope and wait on the Lord. And I think our perspective has so much to do with it. I was listening to a sermon in my car this weekend and the pastor was talking about if you're getting the crumbs off the table and that's all you're getting, then in God's abundance, the crumbs will be enough. Wow. But it is so hard to live on crumbs when you want so much more. Right. How do we change our mindset to accept God's provision, God's abundance, God's answer? We have a really difficult time as women comparing ourselves to others. And if God is not maybe blessing our ministry at the present time, we'll look and we'll see somebody else who's just thriving and we compare ourselves. But God works with each of us and the timetable is different. Women that cannot have children see somebody with a child and it's, it's heartbreaking. People have somebody sick and they see somebody else whose relative was healed. But we just have to remember that God is doing what is best for us. And that's just very hard to understand. There's a great quote from Taylor Field's book, Upside Down Leadership, and I probably won't get it right, but he was quoting Edward Judson, the son of Adoniram and Ann Judson. And Adoniram would have been considered a failure, but he went where God asked him and he did what 
what God asked him to do. I mean, to wait seven years for one convert, right. that is beyond amazing. Edward says, if we succeed without failing, it's because someone else failed before us. But if we fail without succeeding, it's so someone behind us can succeed. And to have that mindset that what you're, you're going to do whatever God asks of you, whatever it is, you're going to surrender wholeheartedly to whatever He asks, no matter what the outcomes are, that is hard that to do. That is hard. In the book of Job, it says, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away, but blessed be the name of the Lord. After we left Mozambique and I was in South Africa, I heard a sermon on that and the song. And the Lord said to me, I gave and now I've taken away. And your job is to bless the name of the Lord. And so God really challenged me that I was not to dwell on the, the taking away part mm -hmm. and just praise him for his faithfulness throughout my life. Think about how much better we would be if we didn't worry about the outcomes, but if we just lived by faith and obedience. Yes. I think that's a good place to wrap up, Amy. The Lord gives, the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Would you have anything else that you'd like to share with those who are listening? I just want to encourage you during this time, this difficult time in our world, it's just a time that we need encouragement. Remember the history that you have with your God, mm -hmm. when He saved you, who poured into your life, miracles that He did for you. Yes. Just use those things instead of focusing on the negativity that is all around us right now. Think of the goodness of God. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen. Thank you, Amy, for being with us. And thank you for listening to this episode of On the Journey Conversations. We'll see you next time.